Welcome to the show, guys. This is Athlete Marshall, where the goal with every single episode is to help you break your mental and physical limitations in sports so that you can achieve high performance. If you break your limitations, then ultimately you're going to achieve your sports goal. So, we're going to help you master the mental aspects, master the physical aspect, help you come up with a strategy and a plan on this show called Athlete Maestro. On today's episode, guys, I want to share with you quickly five things that I learned from the recent World Championships in Doha. Now, of course, if you're a big athletics fan or if you're an athlete generally, you would have heard you might not have focused on it but you would have heard of the world championships that recently finished in Doha. now of course if you're a track and field athlete then there's no excuse for you not to have been watching the world championships in Doha. there's no excuse whatsoever because even if you were in there it's an inspiration for you something to look forward to that oh okay look i missed this out this time or maybe i'm not yet ready for it this time but okay these are my plans okay let me see the athletes that are performing maybe these guys are going to be my competitors next time you know and so many of those things like that but of course if you're an athlete generally then of course it's added advantage for you to learn so i want to share with you five things that i learned practical things that i learned that if i was an athlete preparing for the world championship myself those are some things that i would have picked out those are some of the things that i would then try to implement in my own training to ensure that there's a difference to ensure that okay i'm getting better from a mental standpoint from a physical standpoint and from having a strategy and a plan as i approach my career that's what i want to share with you guys on today's episode of the show this episode guys is brought to you by my athlete maestro daily planner you see your days are key as an athlete you've seen all the athletes that we've looked at on the show these are guys that they get up very early in the morning of course there's a structure to their day because they've planned it out completely they do that because they have a team around them but you as a young athlete you might not have a team around you that is where this daily planner comes in it's going to help you plan your day ensure that you're focusing it's one page totally digital it's going to help you ensure that you have your day structured okay what are you doing today then at the end of the day looking back on the day in preparation for the next training because you see if you're not assessing you're not improving and that's something that you must know now as an athlete the earlier you know it of course the better it will be for you head over to athletemaster.com forward slash daily planner athletemaster.com forward slash daily planner that is where you're going to learn how of course you can start taking advantage of your day before it gets you by 2019 is done and dusted literally so if you haven't mastered your day yet then there's something wrong somewhere something is missing somewhere and of course you're going to want to make that change atlimashiro.com forward slash daily plan and when you come back we're going to talk about the five things that i learned from the world championships in Doha. welcome to athlete maestro a podcast tailored for athlete development improvement and peak performance and now here's your host Welcome back to the show, guys. I hope you've gotten yourself your copy of the Athlete Maestro Daily Planner. One page PDF. It's going to revolutionize your day. It's going to change your day completely because you're going to have more control. And of course, you're going to learn faster. So, athletemaestro.com forward slash daily plan. Of course, we're going to get straight into it. First thing, guys, that I learned, or first thing that I want you to learn from my lesson uh, from the World Championships is that, look, there's a tactical side to every sport. Now, of course, I did an Instagram story on this uh, at the time when it happened. And of course, this was from the 400 meter final, the 400 meters women's final. And of course, we saw Shonis Mila Yubo. And um, Sawa Idnasa of Bahrain go head-to-head in that one. Now, of course, in uh, the build-up to the World Championships, over the course of the Diamond League season, you know, these two ladies had been going at it head-to-head. Now, Shonis was the favorite, but Sawa was also someone who... Uh, she wasn't a spring chicken, so she wasn't someone that you were going to dismiss because she, her form had been building up 
up to the World Championships, it had been improving. It had been improving. Stuck to the point that she had been catching us with Shawnice Miller up until the final of that World Championships where it, it was literally split that who's going to take this. It was 60% in Shawnice's favor, 40% in Sawa's favor. Some would say 55, 45, but, but it was really close. Now, if you go back to the 2017 World Championships in London, Shawnice Miller-Uibo was also the favorite for that race. But guess what? She finished out of the medal places because she gassed in that one and of course caught up with her and completely missed out on the gold medal so you see when she was coming into this race probably that was playing in her mind in the build up to the final she didn't go out hard when the guns went off she kind of like took her time Sawai Nasa that one went out hard from the beginning ensured that by the time they got to the bend of the final 100 meters she was ahead of Shonis Miller-Uibo and of course there was no way Shonis was going to catch her Sawa Idnasa ended up running the third fastest 400 meters women's time in history. The third fastest time in history. First lesson, guys, there's a tactical side to every sport. Now, you see, the athletes that don't believe this, the athletes that don't focus on this, you're missing out on a great asset for you. You see, when your physical attributes fail you, when the physical assets that you have fail you, when the mental aspects fail you, you see, that tactical angle can always be the difference between you and the other athletes, most especially when it comes to executing one time. Asafa Power, one of the greatest 100 meters runners ever. But guess what? He doesn't have the medals to show for it because when he got to the critical time, when he got to the critical time that he needed to perform, he was always found wanting. I think it's only a bronze medal that he has as a global title. And this is a guy who has won more 100 meters under 10 seconds than anybody in the history of the 100 meters that is the guy but he doesn't have anything to show for it there's a tactical side to every sport guys shonis miller Ibo, she felt that low because the last time i went out hard and i missed out on the medal so this time maybe i'm going to take my time but you see if she was looking at it from a tactical standpoint and she was looking at look sawai nasa i mean her form her technique is super and of course this is a lady who has been building up form up to the world championship she has been constantly improving so you see she should have taken the decision to go out hard or maybe even if even she didn't decide to go out hard she should have ensured that she kept up with sour up until the final bend of the 100 meters knowing fully well that she's going to power down now of course in the final 50 meters of the race shonis tries to catch up with sour at nasa but guess what she couldn't because sour was determined and she said nope this is my race eventually third fastest time in the 400 meters women in history sour took the tactics i said look i'm going to go out hard i'm going to stay in front once i'm in front i'm going to ensure that i keep my form without any problems whatsoever and i believe nobody will catch me shawnees decided i'm going to take my time i'm going to push towards the end of the race and i'm going to win the race but guess what from the tactical standpoint it was wrong so guys why, why are you training train yes train yes well you see you also have to get that tactics we looked at uh elu kipchoge uh on monday as the athlete that you should learn from because you saw that uh, sub two hour time that he ran in the marathon he would not have been able to do that if he didn't have the tactical advantage of having 41 pace setters having the right shoes to run that particular race the tactical side of every sport guys is absolutely good. that's the first lesson that i learned that's the first lesson that i want you to learn as well second lesson guys is always prepare for the unexpected and i see a, a lot of athletes they get to the point where they want comfort in training so they want to enjoy training. They don't want the uncomfortable situations. They don't want the unexpected situations. They want their coach to have told them, okay, look, the guys, this is what we're doing today. This is how we're pushing the training. This is everything that we're going to do. Nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to miss out. You know, things, things like that for everything to literally be structured the way that they want it. Okay, what if something unexpected happens? How are you going to adjust? If you're not prepared, if you are not used to having 
unexpected things happen in your training, guess what? You're going to be shocked. You're going to be stunned. And if you're shocked and you're stunned, you're not going to react in time. What's the example from this, guys? It was a 100 meters final. Now, usually, athletes always have time between the semifinals and the 100 meters finals uh, to prepare. So, usually, uh, it will be in the evening of a Saturday, then the morning of Sunday. That's when you're going to run the 100 meters final. Guess what? In Doha, the semifinals and the finals on the 100 meters was on the same day. The athletes had three hours in between the semi-final and the finals uh, to run that final race. So the athletes that were not prepared, the athletes that uh, were kind of flustered, like, okay, I'm usually, I'm used to a day's rest. I'm used to six hours rest. I'm used to nine hours rest. Those are the athletes that would have struggled and those are the athletes that would not have performed to their best. And of course, when Justin Gatlin was interviewed in the final, it was like, that was unexpected because it was something that uh, we, we weren't expecting. We didn't think that we'll race the same day. But he still went out there, performed, won the silver medal, Christian Coleman won the gold medal. But the point, guys, is that you always have to prepare for the unexpected. What if something goes wrong? What if something happens? So you tell someone, uh, leave two hours early and they say, nah, it's only going to take me 30 minutes to get there. I almost missed my flight. Recently, I went to London for a sports law conference, which, of course, I shared with you guys a few (laughs) weeks ago. I literally almost missed my flight. It would take me 30 minutes uh, to get to the airport on a normal day. There was traffic. A car broke down. I was this close, minutes away from missing my flight. What if something happens? What if the unexpected happens? Are you prepared for that unexpected? And that's one question that you must always ask yourself. So as you're preparing, okay, so say, for example, the boxers that prepare for only five rounds so i mean within five rounds i'm going to knock this guy out okay what if he turns out to be stronger than he is and it's going to take you to the 12th round are you ready for that of course you're not ready you're going to gas and you're going to get knocked out. i remember the fight between mike tyson and evander olifield now of course mike tyson was this terror guy that was knocking people out left right and center and he literally expected that look i'm going to blow people out he got into that fight with evander olifield and you know through six seven rounds Evander was still there, and Evander was still strong. When Tyson realized that, look, man, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to knock this guy out. Guess what? Holyfield eventually won that fight by knockout in the 11th round, knocking out Mike Tyson. Everyone said Holyfield was going to be destroyed in that fight. It didn't happen that way. Holyfield was the one who knocked Tyson out. Guys, you always have to prepare for the unexpected. That's the second lesson, guys. Third lesson, guys, is work on your subconscious. Work on your subconscious. Now, of course, this is also from the 200-meter final and, of course, specifically Adam Jamili, so the Great Britain athlete who, of course, has, has, has been racing for some time now and, of course, it's been expected that he's going to do good things in the sport. He's 24, 25 years old, you know, very young guy, continues to train, continues to work. He used to be a footballer, apparently, and, of course, you'd have seen that in the third lesson from Eliud Kipchoge is find your talents. You used to be a footballer and of course you realize that look man, football is not for you. Get into the track and field scene and of course start doing great things. It's run sub 10 seconds in the 100 meters I believe. But in the 200 meters final you know he goes in there, goes out hard and of course towards the end of the race because the other athletes were catching up with him he became nervous. He panicked and of course he lost shape. He lost his form and ultimately he finished fourth in that one. You see the worst position that he can ever finish in a track and field event is fourth. You know so you're this close uh, to get into the podium you're this close to being third and of course you miss out on that i can't remember was it fourth or fifth one of the two was either fourth or was either fifth but he missed out on the medal place and of course after the race he was crying and you know in an interview that he did he said look man i ran that race like an amateur towards the end of the race i panicked and of course i ran the race like an amateur i lost my form i wasn't concentrating i couldn't do anything and of course because i lost my form uh, i mean everything literally went to blazes i'm so devastated myself he was so upset man he was crying this is the lesson that I want you to learn, guys. You see, when you train, and one of the things that I say about your training not leading to consistent performances when it matters the most is that you're not mentally invested in that training. You're not working on your subconscious enough to the point that even when things get gory, even when things get shaky, even when things 
twist a little bit guess what you're still going to be able to maintain the confidence you're still going to be able to maintain the mental alertness to ensure that you stay the course and you do things the way that you should do it. it's the same thing with football guys you're going to see defenders when they are tired towards the end of the match that's when they commit erratic t- tackles and you're going to be give away a penalty to the opposing team if you don't ensure that you're mentally in the game until the last minute what Adam Jamili was saying about, you know, him running like an amateur was that, okay, towards the end of the race, I was tired. I'd gone out hard. The others were catching up with me because he was in a medal position up until the end. The others were catching up with me. All I needed to do was to stay calm. I didn't need to be as nervous as I was. All I needed was to stay calm and to ensure that I maintained my shape and I kept powering. If I had done that, at least I'd have gotten the bronze medal. Guys, you have to work on your subconscious. So every time you're training, every time you're working... Is, is, is what you're working on ingrained in your system. So for the 100-meter runners or the 200-meter runners, one of the things that they will tell you is that, look, make sure you keep your knees high. So as you're powering down, make sure you keep your knees high. Obviously, your hands, you have to move them as fast as possible. Now, everyone says that. Every athlete says that. Every athlete, 100 meters, 200 meters, they know that. So it's not that they're just saying it. They know that. Wave your hands as fast as you can. Ensure that you keep your legs high so you're able to power. And of course, you're powering off your toes. When it gets to the point where you're nervous, when it gets to the point where you're tired, you see, that is the first thing that you're going to forget. And when they're watching tape behind, they're going to look at you and going to be like, look, in the final 50 meters, in the final 30 meters, look, your hands were dropping. See, you, your legs are not as high. Guys, those things have to be ingrained in your subconscious so that when it gets to the point where you now need it the most, where it's likely that you would forget it because it's so ingrained in your subconscious, it doesn't matter. You're not going to forget. You're not going to turn to an amateur because it is in your subconscious. It's already part and parcel of you. So nobody can take that away. Third lesson, guys, from the World Championships, always work on your subconscious. Everything that you're working on, is it ingrained? Are you mentally alert? Is your body just doing it? Or are you mentally alert while you're doing it? Third lesson, guys, and that, of course, is from Adam Jamili. Number four thing, guys, is execute perfectly execute perfectly now i mean i had a lot of time watching this one the high jump final well of course we had the qatari athlete mutas essa bashim who was defending champion from the 2017 world championship of course he was in front of his own nation you see what people are not going to know is that this guy dislocated his ankle and of course he was out better part of 2018 into 2019 he was out and everyone was questioning is he really going to miss the world championships on home soil where everyone will be rooting for him, where everyone uh, is going to need him. Everyone is going to want... It was a face of the World Championship Games because he was a Qatari athlete. And of course, he was a defending world champion. And of course, the next set of questions they were asking was, that, okay, even if he makes it, this is a guy that has been largely injured. Is he going to be able to deliver? Is he going to be able to do it? Is he going to give every Qatari what they wanted, which was, of course, to see one of their own defend his title and, of course, be a two-time world champion? Now, Mutaz himself says, look, when I was coming into these games, I wasn't exactly confident, obviously, because of the back of the injuries. I was just recovering and all of that. But look, I knew my capabilities and I just wanted to go out there and I wanted to perform. The lesson, guys, from this is that, you see, when you work on executing perfectly, it doesn't matter if you've been out for 10 years. It doesn't matter if you've been out for whatever it is. You see, that execution is what is key. Because even if you're fit, even if you've been training all year round, if it gets to that point, if you're nervous and you don't execute, you're not going to win the race. Same thing, like I said, with Ajahn Jamili. He lost form, which means that he didn't execute the way that he was going to execute. You see, Bashim went into that tournament. He executed every single jump to perfection which led to him winning the gold medal nobody he was not the favorite to win it was the defending champion no problem about that but he wasn't expected 
to defend his title. Why? Because we we're just coming back from injury. Uh, he wasn't at the point where anyone thought that he could compete. Literally, it's good to see him out there, back from injury, front of his home crowd. He shunned everyone and shocked them by winning the gold medal. Why? Because he executed perfectly. Guys, you see, you need to execute the perfect race. You need to execute the perfect jump. You need to execute the perfect match. You see, it doesn't matter if you've been unbeaten for however long it is. You see, when it matters the most, you need to execute. Just like I said with Asafa Power, one of the greatest 100-meter runners ever to do the business. But guess what? When he got to the critical time, when he needed to execute that final, Beijing Olympic Games, nowhere to be found. 2012, London Olympic Games, nowhere to be found. 2009, World Championships, Berlin, nowhere to be found. On, on the grandest stages of them all, Asafa Power was always found wasn't why because he didn't execute perfectly when he needed to mutas esabashim went in there world championship final in front of his fans he executed that final to perfection and he won the gold medal while you're training guys while you're working you see what should be at the top of your mind is that look how can i execute perfectly so i'm working on all these tactics i'm working on all these trainings i'm working on all these things how can i execute perfectly now of course you might like jose Mourinho in football or you might not like him you might not be a fan but you see one thing that you can never take away from that guy is his ability to get his players to execute when they need it the most so they get to a final they're able to execute a tactics perfectly to ensure that they get the result and i'm going to see this in other sports as well lebron james he gets to the nba finals he's able to execute when he needs to execute the most to ensure that his team get the victory and that is what you must focus on guys that's one thing that i learned from that high jump final of course it was electric it was captivating and of course i was glued to my television set all through the final until bashing one and of course that's a lesson that i want you to learn from him execute perfectly work on execution in every single race every single match that you're going out you see when you execute perfectly it doesn't matter your what form you have or how good you've been in the past if you execute perfectly you're going to win that particular race that's the number four lesson number five guys is embrace the challenge you see making it to the world championship just like i said look if you're a track and field athlete you weren't at the world championship that's not the problem you know you're still young you still have a lot of things to work on there are so many things that you can improve on but you see you have to embrace the challenge you see the athletes that don't embrace the challenge those are the athletes that go out there and they freeze now of course qatar put on a spectacle you know there were lights in the stadium so many things the tunnel was poor no problem but you see there were lights in the stadium when it was the final of the races they had these things that they did where the track would light up the name of the athlete will guys you have to embrace the challenge that's the final thing that's the thing that i want to leave you with on today's episode are you embracing the challenge of being an athlete in your sport so that when you get to the grandest stage of them all you don't freeze you're not shocked you're not surprised to be there because all through your career all through your training all through your workouts you've been embracing the challenge of competing in your sports athlete match guys episode 413 five things that i learned from the world championships in doha and that i want you to learn as well if there's anything that i missed out send me a mail taller at athletemaestro.com what did you learn from the world championships I think let, let, let's do it that way what did you learn from the world championships in doha send me a mail taller at athletemaestro.com don't worry i don't have anyone that answers my meals for me i answer my meals myself so if you're hearing from me you're hearing from me directly not somebody uh somebody so send me a mail. what did you learn from the world championships in doha and of course head over to the website athletemaestro.com check out all the free resources that we have for you there in addition to that athlete maestro daily planner athletemaestro.com for slash daily plan of course if you haven't subscribed to the podcast you haven't left us a rating review i want you to do that you know subscribing you get the episodes automatically once they air downloaded to your device of choice and of course your rating review what it does is that it helps other athletes find the podcast know that there's a resource they can use as they continue this goal of chasing success in sports which is ultimately what we're trying to help you do here 
on the show so head over to alimashow.com post a subscribe if you don't know how to subscribe and if you don't know how to leave that waiting and review alimashow.com forward slash subscribe i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do you go out there i want you to learn all the lessons that we have shared today imbibe them make them a part of you i want you to go out there i want you to be a maestro today and every single day